Romans 10 verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Welcome to this life-changing message preached by Reverend Patrick Tamakwood of Kodesh Family Church live from the Care Center. This message preached at the Revelation Sunday service will revitalize, refresh, and strengthen you. Be blessed and built up in the faith as you listen. The clap offering be seated. You are welcome. This is Carry Center, as Brother Michael said. You will not leave here the same. I'm blessed already. Yeah. He can do it, do it better for you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Paul said in Acts chapter 20, verse 32, he said, I commend you to God. Amen. Yeah. And I'm also joining the same thing. I'm commending you to God. As you have come to church, if you have wasted all your time to come here, I will ask that you pay attention. Yeah. It is not a playing ground. Pay attention if you have wasted your time to come here. Because not everybody, if it's everybody, you'll see that this place is full. So get the benefit of coming to church, which is not just fellowshipping. There's a part also for us to Pay attention to the word of God. Hallelujah. He said, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you. So as you have come here, you are supposed to be built. Yeah. If you live here not built, it means that you were not believing in what is said. Yeah. Jesus said that man should not live by bread alone. What he did not say is that you, you should accept only blessed bless words or nice words. No. He said that man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. Uh-huh. He didn't say only words that speaks to you. Only words that what you want to hear. No. But by every word. And we know what the word of God contains. What does the word of God constitute? Yeah. The word of God does it only constitute. We have, Paul just gave us a warning. Yeah, a warning. It was, and actually, a warning is to, to alert you that oh, there is danger. There is a possibility you can go above and you can go sideways or you can go out of place. Yeah, it's a good warning. Hallelujah. Yeah. So I pray that you miss the word of God with faith. I feel like reading something for you before I, I start the preaching. It's long, but we'll see. And in Matthew 28, verse 18, Jesus came and spoke, saying to them that all authority, eh, all authority is given. Jesus came and spoke to them that saying, all authority is given to me. Hallelujah. Do you understand that part? That it is Jesus who has authority, that is our Savior who has all authority now. The authority is not only in heaven. He has authority here also. Amen. You can see it right there. He said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Hallelujah. And then, then he proceeded and said, therefore, because of this authority, go. 
Hallelujah. Because of what? This authority that has been given to me. Go. It means that that authority has been delegated to us. You and I. And uh, so if you go and somebody says, ah, in whose name are you doing this? Who gave you this power? Yeah. Then you say that it is Jesus that gave me the power. Hallelujah. So are we going to go? Yeah. You know, probably I should have, we should have closed this service over. Because as Kiss was singing, she says that uh, it is not appropriate for somebody who has heard the gospel to hear it twice. So, have you heard it before? So probably we should go home. All of us have heard it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is it a powerful thing? Yeah. Last week we preached about the same thing. But not all of us have been able to do whatever was preached. Sister Rose lays that through his prayer. I listen very carefully. God has actually anointed my ears. Yeah. Yeah. So don't be at a place and uh, you are, your ears are dull. Yeah. I, it's not a bragging. Grace of God. God has actually anointed my ears. I, I hear clearly. Yeah. Sister Rose prayed that we come, we preach, and we got there, and we, we forgot about whatever was preached. But that's not how Jesus wants us to be. He wants us to practice what he's teaching us by his spirit. How many of you believe what I'm saying? Yeah. So we've been talking about 120 reasons why we are to be soul winner. Soul winners. It's a very important message. Yeah. That's what makes you a Christian. That's what makes me a Christian. That's what gives us power. Hallelujah. You know, this morning, Bishop Duck says something. It's very... Uh, it's a Christian... Or Christianity will always be boring and ritualistic until you get involved. I'll say it again. Yeah. Before he starts, when he came on board, he said, Christianity will always get boring and ritualistic until you get involved. And he added a second part to it that he says that your problems will continue to enlarge and be big until you get involved. It's true. People like, just think about it. Just think about what he said. Always don't, don't throw what he said. Paul said, consider. Consider, and the Lord will give you understanding. Consider what is being said. Yeah. Yeah, because Christianity will be ritual. If you, if you are not part of this church, you always live here sad in yourself. If you come to church, the song that is being sung, you don't know. It will feel like you didn't attend the church. Yeah. Until you get involved to say, okay, I am going to ask the young lady that led the, the, the worship. I want to know about the song. And you get involved. You see that something will lift. Yeah. Many people go to church. They are not happy. They come out the same dry because you are not involved in the service. You are there physically, but your, your heart, your mind is not in the service. Yeah. And until you get involved, you criticize people. You see all the wrong things that are, things that are not right in the church. So get involved. Because once your, your hand is occupied, you will not have time. You will not have time. Yeah, you will not have time. To be looking at who is doing something wrong, who is not going to do something wrong. Yeah. Once your, your hand is part of it. Yeah, the scripture that I was shared to us is a very powerful scripture. Yeah. yeah. 
Some people, when they eat and they are full and they get a benefit from something, they forget and that they are forget their, their forgetfulness lead them to muddy the place that they have ate before. Yeah. What did Avalon say? He said, well, buy what? Bite the hand that feed you. Wow. Yeah. The hand that once was feeding you, now you are biting it. Mercy. 120 reasons why you and I must be a soul winner. Mark 16, verse 14. Later, he appeared to the 11 as they sat at the table. Jesus. First of all, he came and told us that all authority is given to him in heaven and earth, so we should go. And the Bible says again in Mark 16, verse 14, he said, Later, he appeared to the 11 as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief. You what? I think today we are dealing with unbelief. Because we need belief. Belief will make you respond to the message that is being preached right now. Yeah. Yeah. If you believe it, you do it. Somebody will say, I believe in my heart. I don't know why sometimes Christians will like challenge and arguments. Somebody said that serving God is in your heart. Truly. Serving God is in your heart. Sister Rose read to us Revelation that small and great were standing before God. The last part of that scripture says that they will be judged according to your works. Now tell me how you are serving God in your heart and how God is going to judge you by your works. We say things to please ourselves for our laziness. Yeah, sometimes that's what we do as Christians. We don't want to accept the truth. How can you serve God in your heart? Jesus told us that the heart is deceitful. Now, how can I know what is in your heart? I can only know what is in your heart by what you do. Read your Bible. Read your Bible. Stop fooling around. And stop saying things that doesn't make sense. I can only see what is in Desiree's heart by what Desiree does. Out of your abundance of your heart. You will speak. Hey, if I've hurt you, if it's full there, you would say something. Yeah, I can never see your heart. I can walk with you for 20 years. I can never see your heart because you have not made any action. Yeah. So let's serve God. Jesus said, these people come and they pray, but their heart is not with me. Yeah, after that, your heart, yeah. Are we going to serve God? Do something. It said the small and the great will stand before God. They will be judged by what they have done. (laughs) Ah, Jesus. We are going to be judged by our works, small and great. It's a powerful scripture that Sister Rose showed us in Revelation. Small, and I saw small and great standing before God. Everybody is going to stand before God. We are all going to stand before God. Whether small or you are great, you are president, you are the cleaner, you are, we are all going to. Pastor, no pastor, we are all going to stand before God. And we will be judged by what we did and what we did not do. Amen. He rebuked their own belief and hardness of their heart because they did not believe those who have seen him after he had risen. 
And he said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes is baptized and saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast demons. Vic, until we start casting demons, we have not believed. It's a sign. Jesus has given us a parameter. One key, one way that I can see that you are a Christian and you believe the words of Jesus. Joe, we have to start casting demons. Yeah. We can say, oh, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Your works will show that you believe. Jesus said to them, even if you don't believe me, believe what? The works. Ah, Jesus. I love works. Oh, yeah. Because our works is what is going to follow us. Yeah, your title never follow you to anywhere. No pastor title follow you to anywhere, nothing. Yeah? What is going to follow you? Your works. So let's do the work. Let's do the work for Jesus. He has left us with something. He wants us to be... Look, who goes to a laundry, you finish the laundry and you leave the laundry there. There is a reason why you left the laundry. Our sins were clean and he has left us. Why didn't he take us with, with him? He has left us for a purpose. There is work to be done, my brothers and my sisters. Yeah. Let's get to the work. Say, let's, the, let's get to the work. Yeah. They will speak with a new tongue. They will take up serpents. They will drink deadly things. But it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick. Yeah. In this church, nobody has said, I don't lay hands on anybody. Yeah. We are not practicing it. That's why we are not seeing it prevalently in our life. Laying hands on the sick is not only the pastor. It's every Christian. It's a benefit. It's beautiful. Lay hand on your husband. Yeah. If you think your husband is doing something, uh, 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 Reverend Iswood Anaba was one day preaching and he gave uh, mantles, handkerchief. And then he said one day he was sleeping, while I was sleeping, when he woke up <laughs> on his left leg, one anchor, there was a white handkerchief. He said, hey, what is that? The wife said, oh, the mantle that you gave me, I was praying for you, so I put the, I put the mantle over your leg. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, lay hand on your husband whilst he's sleeping. You lay hand and pray that that problem, lay hand. Yeah, don't fight, don't insult him. Lay hand, you are, have the power. It's not, your, it's not you. Jesus said that you shall lay hand on, the, you shall lay hand. It's a command from Jesus, you will lay hand. Yeah, you will lay hand. Is the, if the Holy Spirit is in you, you will lay hand and the sick will be healed. It's not title. You don't need title. You will lay hand. You will lay hand on that situation. And that situation will go. You will command the mountain and say, be moved to the sea. And the mountain will go. Yeah. We always want to see before we believe. It's a blessed are they who have not seen and yet believe. Yeah. If you are waiting to see certain things before you move, you will wait for a very long time. They shall lay hand on the sick and they will recover. So then, after the Lord has spoken to them, he, he was received up into the heavens and sat down at the right hand of God. And they went out. 
Oh, they have not still found my, my, my message, my, my, my verse. Eh? Mark 16. After Jesus have told them all these things, the Bible said, and then they went out. Joe, we have to go out. I don't know what we are doing. We have to go out, Kiera. We, I don't know what we are doing. After the Lord has shown them all these things, casting demons, laying down, taking serpents, and not eating them. And Bible said, and then they went out and preached. They what? They went out and preached. We have time for fighting and argument. Who is right, who is wrong? The scripture you explain is not right. Look, what about this? What about that? What about that? All that is the work of the devil. So that you will not do what you ought to do. At the end, then it's zero. Because you will spend all your energy fighting and arguing. That's why Paul advises us the foolish and unlearned question, avoid it. Yeah, recently we were having a, a, a meeting, leaders meeting, and somebody asked a question that... Uh, uh, and uh, 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 a media guy asked T.D. Jakes a question about Jesus, and T.D. Jakes didn't answer. I mean, come on, T.D. Jakes started preaching a long time ago. Is that now that he's going to, he's going to confess that Jesus is the Lord? Is that not what he has been preaching all these years? Yeah. Is that not that he's preaching about Jesus all these years? And what is the intention of that media person to ask T.D. Jakes that question? Doesn't he know T.D. Jakes? People always want to ask you something to catch you, to catch you in the trap. Yeah. The Bible says a lawyer came to Jesus, not because he wanted to know, but he wanted, they wanted to trap him so that he may make a fault. Yeah. So when people are asking you a question, be careful. Because sometimes it's a trap. They want you to make a mistake so that they can jump on it. You said this, you said that, you said that you love me forever. You said that, be, be careful. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah. But you promise me. Be careful. Jesus said that by our words, we are ensnared. You are trapped by the things that you said. So be careful what you say. And be careful how you hear. Hallelujah. So winning is important now because the night come when no one can work. What is the night? The night is when you are dead. The night is not when you are old. Billy Graham was still old sitting in his chair. He was still preaching the message. The night is when you are dead. Bible said in the Ecclesiastes, you are not helping. It says that when your hand gets something to do, do it with all your mind. For where you are going, there is no work there. Where you are going. Oh, Pastor, why are you talking about death? Oh, please, you are, should be a mature Christian by now. That the one who has the key of death is Jesus. It's not Satan. Why are you afraid of death? Yeah. He has the key. He, see, be, see, when we become born again, Jesus is like the football coach. When you are not playing well, then he calls you to come and sit down. Yeah. It's not the devil who has the key. Jesus has the key. So when you are not playing, or you are playing well, and Charlie, this guy has done, okay, you come for the next match because we are going for finals. We don't want you to be injured. So they take you out. So you can be taken out for not playing well, or you are playing well, they want to preserve you, and then they take you out. Yeah. It is said that Catherine Coma, if God has not taken her, there was going to be a mess in, the, in, in Christianity. 
Yeah, because like the things that God used her to do, she was, I mean, by, by certain things, she was uh, kind of erasing them. Hallelujah. So sometimes God takes somebody. What did John the Baptist did? Did he do anything bad? Yeah, but he was taken at a very young age. Yeah, his ministry didn't last that much. Yeah. Some of us want to cross 80 and 90 with ease. <laughs> sometimes God has seen far, maybe at 80, something will happen. So God has to take you. So that you don't get there. So death is not always a bad thing. Some of us, death is a, is a very good thing for us. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Probably if my father has not died when I was 13, I would not be what I am today. Who knows? Never know. Yeah. It, it, it immediately made me into a man to become a man. A hard guy, Charlie. You have to take responsibilities. So winning is important because the night comes when no one can work. John chapter 9 verse 4. I must work the works of him that sent me. Jesus speaking. While it is day, while you are youthful, whilst you have the energy, yes, whilst you are very flowerful, this is the time. I learned that there's this lady that when they were bishop, they were in school. Powerful guys came around to propose. She turned everybody down. And sometimes some of the letters of the guys, you read it to her friends and they will know how girls are. <laughs> Foolish boy, coconut head. You say you like who? <laughs> Laughing at the guys, you know. Some guys have, I mean, spent all night writing letters. You know, I love you like I'm a Tampa Paul. You are the only sugar in my tea. You know, you know, I can't see anything because you are all over in front of me. Hey! And then you bring the letter and the girls, ah, this foolish guy. Look at his shirt. <laughs> then they'll ask, he fine or he not fine? Then the girls will say, he not fine. Then we drop him. Hey! Yeah. Yeah. I can't see anything. Yeah. All the ladies have married. Those who love with her. Everybody up to now, that woman, she's not married. But I learned that when you see her, prettier, she's very pretty. Beautiful. Yeah. Because you see, Bible said beauty is what? Thank you. Somebody said, beauty is Amadan. Yeah. Amadan is plantain. Yeah. So whilst you are youthful, whilst you are flowerful, whilst, uh, please, please, let's work for the Lord. Yeah, let's do something for the Lord. And then when it's time for you to receive that gentleman, receive that proposal, and walk on. Yeah. <laughs> it's good we are here. Yeah. Jesus said, I must work the work of him that sent me whilst it's day, whilst I have the strength, while I can still move my hand, while I can still drive my car, while I can still walk on the road, while I can still talk. I must do it because there will be a night time that you will not be able to do all these things anymore. And I'm saying that the night represents when you are dead. You can't do anything. The clothes that you wear will be chosen for you. The way you sh your mouth should be, be, they will choose it for you. Yeah, everything that will be chosen for you, you can't say anything. You have no decision. Bishop Dad said that when they, they were doing his father, his father, his father 
choose everything. Then he was looking at his father. It was one of the surprised things. His father couldn't make any choice anymore. Everything was made choose, uh, chosen for him. Yeah. Brothers and sisters, this is reality. Sometimes when this message is being preached, we, we throw it to the garbage. But I tell you, there's no other message that is greater than what Jesus is asking us to preach. He starts with it and he finishes it. He told us the purpose for which he came was to save. He came because of sinners. There is no greater message in, of prosperity than what I'm preaching. Yeah. Hallelujah. Oh, if you are clapping, clap properly. And a messenger only carries the word of the one who sent him. You can't go and say that, okay, I want to say that. You, look, look, God sent Moses and Aaron. And God told Moses, you will say this and this is what Aaron will say. Yeah, it doesn't mean that Aaron is stupid. Yeah. Aaron has his mind of, a mind of his own. But you listen to what Moses tells you and then you will say it to Pharaoh. Hallelujah. So Jesus is sending us with a message. He's sending us to preach the gospel to every creature. Bishop Clark said one time he went to a, a, a zoo in London and he, had, he saw some fowls. And the Bible said we should preach to every creature. So he went there and he started preaching to the cows. But the cows didn't respond. But you and I will respond. And there are other people that will respond to your word. Amen. Amen. Give a clap offering to Jesus. Are you still here? The next point, you must be a soul winner because soul winning is the supreme tax of every minister, every Christian, even if they are not an evangelist. You don't need to be an evangelist to be a soul winner. We can do the work of an evangelist, but you don't need to be an evangelist to be a soul winner. Hallelujah. Proverbs 24. Well, yeah, yesterday, Lady Catherine showed us a scripture. I, I mean, I, I, didn't give her, I didn't give her a scripture. Proverbs 24, NLT. She showed us some scripture. I was a little shocked in my skin when I saw the scripture myself. <laughs> 24, verse 11. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 I mean, the scripture kept me thinking. It said, rescue those who are unjustly sentenced to death. Anybody that is not born again, they have been unjustly sentenced to death by the devil, by the, by the reason of Adam and Eve, because he tricked and deceived Adam and Eve. So it, it, wasn't, it wasn't really that they knew what the word of God was going to happen. He tricked them. Yeah, the Bible said that it's, 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 it's very subtle. The serpent was very clever, more than all the animals that God created. So rescue those who are unjustly sentenced to death. The wages of sin is death. Anybody that is not born again, he has, they have been sent to death. Bible said that it is appointed unto man. Once to die after death, judgment. So we are being told, those of us that have been set free by the blood, we are being told to rescue those who are unjustly sentenced. He said, do not stand back and let them die. Do you know what? Do not stand back and let them die. Why? Because in Ezekiel, the Bible tells us that if I say to you that you want the person that is unrighteous and you don't tell them to repent and change from their way, if they die, their blood will be required of you. I mean, I don't know how many of you want, to, want a murder charge. I don't want a murder charge. Yeah. 
Because it said the, the great and the small will stand before God and they will be judged. So we need to warn people and tell them that look, there is love in Jesus. There is a grace. You don't have to suffer like that. You don't have to be in that position. There is a God. There is a blood that was shed for you. Yeah. You know, we heard of a story that of somebody that joined the cruise line and they chew biscuit all through to the end of the cruise. Even though they have paid and people were enjoying they, they, because they did not know that the money that they paid was contains everything. Yeah. They discovered that at the end of the cruise. So every day, when it comes, it just peep out of his, his cabin and he see people enjoying and he will say to himself, hey, child, these people are rich or I wish I'm like them. Then he will enter back into his cabin. Then the next day he comes with his uh, cream crackers and he's chewing or Piccadilly biscuits. The people are drinking, enjoying, dancing, you know, taking themselves. Oh, oh, oh. And then the, 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 the pilot in the uh, distance notice ah, this guy, everybody's enjoying, except him. So at the end of the thing, he asked him, Why is it that you are not coming? He said, that, Oh, I didn't have money to pay all this. Oh, the money that you paid was inclusive, it's all inclusive. But it was too late for him. Too late. It will it misapply the misapply the the benefits. Yeah. He didn't read the fine print. Yeah, he didn't read the fine print. Yeah. So brothers and sisters, let's rescue those people. Verse 12. Let's rescue those people. I like this scripture. The whole night I was thinking about it. He said, Don't try to avoid responsibility by saying you did not know about it. <laughs> I'm not sure whether you heard what I said. I'm not sure whether you, Adela, you, you see something, right? You saw something. He said, don't try to pretend as if you didn't know that Jesus died for this one too. The Bible said, for God so loved the world, not Albany alone, not bronze, not Brooklyn, not North Dakota. The Lord, the, for God so loved the whole world that he gave. We need to tell somebody that God gave his life. It's only begotten son for you. The carpenter in your area, the young boy in your community, that, that guy that you take biology class and chemistry class, you need to tell that guy that, look, Jesus died for you. Yeah. Don't try to avoid the responsibility by saying you didn't know about it. Now, if you read King James, you will never see what you are seeing. So you just throw it away. Yeah. Let's change our version of the Bible reading. When you read King James, find another version. There are plenty of versions. They are all free. Yeah. If you don't know, don't know the type of Bible, to, you version, free. You get plenty of versions. Yeah. Because if you read King James in this, it will deceive you. If you like, let's bring the, please bring the King James. Let's see. It will deceive you. You will not know. You will not be moved. You will not be, eh. you will not be alert about, there will not be any awakening. He said, if thou sayest, behold, we knew it not. <laughs> Do it not ponder the heart, consider it. I mean, you will not understand all not and do it, and then you will not understand it. But bring the NLT, my brother. Bring the NLT to help us. Help our English. Help our understanding. That we will not misapply the scripture. Yeah. Don't try to avoid responsibility. As a Christian, as a child of God, don't try to avoid responsibility by saying you did not know. 
<laughs> yeah. For God knows all art. God knows all art. God can see your heart that you know. You know. You know it. You know that that sister is not born again. You know that that brother is not born again. You know that your colleague is not born again. You know it. For God knows our art and he sees you. He keeps watch over your soul and he knows you knew and you will be judged all people according to what you have done. Yeah. And what you have not done. I said, when the Catherine brings, I said, hey, this girl, she has gone to see some prophet. Too. Hey. Hey. Mercy. Hmm. Deuteronomy chapter 30 verse 10. Give us NLT again. Because I see some, some people are still seeing something in their heart. The Lord will, the Lord God will delight if you obey his voice and keep the commandment and decrees written in this book of instruction. And if you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and soul, verse 11, this command I'm giving you today is not too difficult for you to understand. What is the command? Thank you. What is the command? To go. That's how to apply the word of God. Yeah. The command is to go and preach. Tell people about Jesus. So he's saying that this command or this instruction that I'm giving you today it's not too difficult for you to understand or perform it. Uh-huh. is uh, getting, getting even... I tell you. Next verse. You love it. <laughs> it is not up in heaven. It is not there. That you say, Charlie, the word of God, what you are saying, pastor, is too far. We can't reach it. It's too far. It's in Kaswa. I can't reach it. I don't know Kaswa. I can't go there. Yeah. The command to go and preach and lay hands on the sick and cast out demons. The Bible is saying that it's not in up in heaven. So distance that you must ask. Who will go and bring it to us? No, 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 no. My version says that it is not in heaven. So Distant that you must ask. Who will go up? Okay, the same thing. That we may obey it. No. God wants us to obey. You can see that. You, you have a Bible. You, 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 said, you have heard it. You have seen it. Jesus is saying to us. The Bible says, and Jesus came. And he said to them, go. All power is given. Go. Yeah. It's not in heaven. It's not far. Far-fetched. We can all do it. Even get better. 13, please. Hmm. It is not beyond the sea. So far away that you must ask. Who will cross the sea to bring it to us so that we can hear and obey? Jesus is trying to eliminate all excuses. I tell you that if it's a blessing, you, you will not ask these questions. If it's something that has to deal with your personal life, you will, not, you will not do this thing. Yeah. 
Next verse. I, I, I like the scripture. It said, the message is very close at hand. It is on your lips. Say it. That Jesus is Lord. Say it. That God died for you. Say it. That Jesus loves you. Say it. That the blood of Jesus will be able to wipe away all your sins. Say it. It's on your lip. The message is on your lip. And it's in your heart. So that you can obey it. Next verse. Now listen. Today, I am giving you a choice. No devil has owed any of your prosperity. I'm saying it. No witch in your grandmother's area is holding or sitting on your prosperity. Today, I am giving you a choice between prosperity and disaster. Between life and death. And you see, this come as a response to what we read before. See, it was response to what we read before. So if you are able to do that, to choose the right thing, to do the work, that means you have, you have chosen prosperity. Yeah. It means that you have chosen life. Hallelujah. Verse 16. We are applying the thing. It's good that we are praying that prayer. Yeah, no misapplication. Yeah. Now listen. Next verse. I have commanded you today to love the Lord your God and to keep his law, commandments, and regulations by walking in his way. If you do this, if you do it, if you do it, you will live and become a great nation. And the Lord will bless you and the land you are about to enter and occupy. Say amen. amen. Yeah. Is the message clear? It's very clear. Romans 10 verse 14. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Say, I am the preacher. Say, I am the preacher. Amen. Yeah, Daniel 12, 3. Sorry, 2 Timothy 4, 5. 2 Timothy 4, 5. We must become soul winners. Because we must all do the work of an evangelist. He said, but watch thou in all things. Watch in all things. Not only some things. Watch in what? All things. Endure affliction. A little difficulty for Jesus. A little difficulty for Jesus. You sleep 10 hours. A little one hour for Jesus. Endure, endure, endure it. Why, why didn't Jesus take it away? Why do we have to endure? Remember, he prayed to the Father. Eh? Father, if you are willing, take this cup. And the Father said, you got to drink it? You got to drink it? 
And then Paul also came to the picture. He said, I sought the Lord three times about this particular beloved do something. That Lord, I said, I don't have beloved. What do you say about that? The Lord said, it's not your time. So all my girlfriends are laughing. All my sisters are laughing. They are all married. But me, I'm not married. Yeah. Endure a little hardness for Jesus. Endure a little suffering. There are some sufferings that are not good. But there are two sufferings that I know. Suffering for Jesus and suffering for the gospel. That you have a benefit. The rest I can't guarantee you. But these two, I know. A little suffering. A little inconvenience. Yeah, you stopped and spoke to that gentleman and said, gave you the F word. And so what? It's okay. You have done your part. You have, maybe you have unread murder charges. You have eliminated one. Left with 99. Let's continue. <laughs> yeah, you told the person. Yeah. Told the person that Jesus loves you. Told the person I have a message for you. You told the lady that God has good plans for you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Endure hardness. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Some inconvenience and people have to go. Yeah. People in this church, some inconvenience that people have to go through. I was telling George, I mean, I was there trying to drink some tea and Victoria walked in. I thought she was coming at seven. She came at eight. Just said that's the time that she come. Now, 8 o'clock, 10 o'clock, she has not slept or she went to work last night. A little inconvenience for Jesus. Yeah. People, people are doing it. A little inconvenience. <coughs> sometimes you see things organized beautifully. But you don't know. We, sometimes we don't know how. Some people have suffering. have laid their life. Some people have to get up early. A little suffering for the Lord. Work at bringing others to Christ. Work at it. God wants us to work at bringing others to him. Maybe your evangelistic skills is not that good. Brother, sister, it's time to shape it. Sharpen how to talk and win somebody. Bring, work at bringing others to Christ. Just as you are working for your marriage, you are working to be married, you are working to give birth, you are trying all positions. Work also at bringing others to Jesus Christ. I'm not afraid. I have Michael. Michael, don't call here. If you like, I call Michael Saki too. Yeah. The reason why I'm calling the Michael is because in heaven, uh, Michael was called yeah, to sort, sort the guy out. Yeah. Let's work at it. Sometimes it won't be better. You miss the scriptures. You miss the quotation. It's okay. God can see the effort. Yeah. Try it. Try. Try it. Give yourself target. A week at least. I want to speak to somebody about Jesus as I'm led by the Spirit. I pray you spend hours praying that Holy Spirit help me. Let me meet somebody who doesn't know you. We are working at it. You are working at bringing people to Christ. 
Complete the ministry God has given you. I wish I saw a pastor there or an evangelist name. He said what? Complete it. It means that, Kiara, you have received a ministry. Joe, it means that you have received a ministry. And the Lord is saying that, make sure you fulfill it. Hallelujah. Stephanie, you have received a ministry. Work at it. Adriana, let's work at it. There is a ministry. Let's work at it. I'll become, bring people to Christ. Hallelujah. It's like Adriana has been eliminated. She brought two people. One on the left, one on the right. Yeah. It's like James and John. <laughs> yeah. Adriana is working at it. Double, double. I tell you, you must be a soul winner because so that you become one of the stars who will shine forever. Oh, who doesn't want to be a star? Yeah. There is a starship or a stardom in Hollywood that fades. We are talking about this star that will never fade. You'll be a star. Don't you want to be a star for God? I want to be a star for Jesus. Yeah. Daniel 12 verse 3. And they, not all Christians. And they, Daniel 3. Yeah. And they. 12 3. That be wise. They that are wise. They will shine as the brightness of the firmament. And they, once again, they, not everybody. That's why we are talking about this. It's not automatic. Once somebody becomes a Christian, then they, they, they will jump into it. No. That's why we need to remind ourselves. Those who are wise will shine as, as bright as the skies. And those who turn many to righteousness will shine like stars forever. Hey! A star that is shining forever. I want to be one of those things. And God is saying that when you become a soul winner, that is your portion. Hallelujah. Do you understand the message? You must be a soul winner because God does not want anyone to perish in hell. God bless you for listening to this message preached by Reverend Patrick Samaclo. Be sure to join us next and every Sunday live at the Care Center, 225 North Island Street, Albany, New York, at noon for Revelation service.